Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Uh, Games on a Tuesdays, random hump day. But there's know? plenty of random Wednesdays and a lot of that Thursday, Sunday stuff that we're doing this week. Exactly. Like a yeah. Sunday afternoon game against, uh, you know, whoever. You know, UTSA. Is Florida Atlantic going to hold up its end, dude? Promise me that. I would hope so. This tip Florida Atlanta team that's also lost to Brian and Florida Gulf Coast might be capable of going through here and losing four or five games in this so the, mess. So the Haslam metrics have them as one of the most inconsistent teams it's in America. Weird. Like the, the inconsistency metrics, you know, they're one of the— they're, now, Their best win is better than yours. That's Arizona's. And their worst loss is far worse than yours. Got two quad fours. You have no quad three or quad four losses. Yes. Yeah, so like that's the— I just—I I, I pray that they can— uh, you know, have a CUSA-like run, you know, set, uh, set aside the two Memphis games because you need it. You, you know, you need those two games to matter. This conference is so bad. Those those stand out, and uh, you, you need them to be good. You Frankly, you'd, you'd like the, for the Florida Atlanta team to still be ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a long way to go but before the, the two you've got with them. That ain't until February 25th. The second one's the last game of the regular season, March 9th. Yep. So, uh, you hope they hold up their end of the bargain. That's that's all you can you ask. You need them to. That's all you can ask. So, anyway, Memphis is uh, back in action tonight against Tulsa on the road. It should be a win, um, and it should be uh, no drama. Is the best way I could say it. So, because Tulsa stinks, they're bad. They're a bad. They're a bad basketball team. Nick Jordan, slick, great addition. Really was. Really was. Mister Efficiency does a lot. Yep. Yep. And you know, they got. They got. They. They get. It'll be guys like that. Yep. You know. Plays his role, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, I just need to get in my Nick Jordan praise since we didn't do respect burgers on Monday. That's right. Um, All right, we'll come back with the rundown. Cat Williams said some things. Get into that uh, and more. Jason and John, Audi Turn FM, ESPN. The BetQL five-star play of the day takes us to the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks nine-and-a-half-point favorites tonight against the Spurs. Although the Bucks are on the second leg of a back-to-back, San Antonio has been abysmal at home, winning just one of their last 14. The BetQL model has the Bucks as 14-and-a-half-point favorites, so the BetQL five-star play is to take the Bucks laying the nine-and-a-half. I'm Chelsea Messenger, Bet Smarter, and feed the books with BetQL and download the BetMGM app today. Let's go. It's the run- down with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Okay, as we were getting off the air yesterday, uh, you spoke it into existence. Uh, Memphis football hired Jordan Hankins uh, permanently <laughs> as its defensive coordinator. And you, you may say, well, John, it was just one game. And to that I would say, but what a game it was, wasn't it? 
Aren't you the man that said coaching hire shouldn't be judged on one game? Uh, yes, that is what I said, good or bad. We should not base our decisions on one performance. And Are you changing here? Well, no, I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's what we could necessarily fairly say is happening. I mean, he was in the program as the linebackers coach previously. So Silverfield has some familiarity with him. Yep. Um, look, I, I'm not somebody that is necessarily like, oh, man, I just love the scheme and I love what he's – I have no idea. I have no idea what Jordan Hankins does or does not bring as a defensive coordinator. I'm just not – that's not where I live in terms of the way I watch football. I don't understand that stuff. Um, I I don't know. So it's hard for me to weigh in definitively on do I – They said he ran a 1-7-3 out there. Yeah, he – It was something we've never seen in terms of new defensive formation. And it caught Iowa State like blindsided him. Yeah, they would never see so anything. One three seven. We were only rushing one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was, and they could not run. They they it was amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm talk- just trying to help you on the X's and O's. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I talked to some people yesterday, and they said he was incredible. And now it's Martin, so it's FBS. It's our subdivision, mm-hmm. but like he was really good there. Like they hired him yeah. for a reason. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be a you know, and I think uh, Silverfield probably appreciates the fact that he's been in the program for several years and he's been patient. And he's been grinding for his opportunity. I mean, that's I mean, Silverfield was here for six years before he got the head coaching job. Yeah, you know, so I think he you know, or how four years, five years, whatever it was. I mean, so I think he appreciates you know putting in the time. You know, it's like when Brad promotes the producer to the host. You know what I'm saying? Put in the work. It's the way it's it's worked here. It's the way it works over work. at Memphis. Um, you get rewarded for the time that you spend grinding. And so I think that's clearly, you know, what what is happening here. It also seems to me to suggest that uh, nobody else really wanted it. Uh, that what? Would, I don't, I, it doesn't feel to me what like. What about going to the convention, like Mark was saying this weekend? And yeah, well, I the mean, AFCA I, convention and doing I guess he just there. didn't expect anybody to really, I guess in terms of, there might have been other people that wanted it, but were they were they so good that they that it that it was worth saying to Jordan, eh, we're gonna put you back to to you know, or probably lose him right at that point. And then I guess the answer to that is is no. So I mean, it is that is the answer. I'm not saying that Jordan Angus doesn't deserve it, but I think Silverfield probably had a good idea that like, you know, there was no Dan Lanning that was gonna present himself at this con- you know, no Leslie Frazier. No, Leslie Frazier. Or no. Sean McVay, as you. Yeah, no Sean McVay. No Sean McDermott. One. Leslie would have made a lot more sense. John Gruden. Yeah. You know, you somebody like that. Bill yeah. Belichick, after he steps down from the Patriots this offseason, you can't wait. And I told Silverfield this. You can't wait for Belichick to step down or get fired. You have to hire somebody today, you know. And I do think that what I do think Belichick, because he has the roots in Tennessee, I do think he would have been interested in sort of restarting his career uh, on the sidelines, calling the plays for Memphis. But I just don't think Memphis was in a position to wait for him you know, and that decision to come down. So I think he's making the right choice by not waiting on Belichick. Let me ask you something serious. Because that wasn't. <laughs> if he has a great year next year. Silverfield? Yes. Okay. So this is an avenue you really like. I can tell. Go there. Let's say he has a great year. He wins the American like he's supposed to do. And Memphis is the group of five representatives. <laughs> In the college football playoff, we yes. do a song. Everybody's excited, and it happens, mm-hmm. right? What happens then? Would teams truly come 
programs truly come for Ryan Silverfield at that point? Yeah. You touched on this, I think. Or I, I want to explore this. Yeah, I think at that point it would be undeniable. You know, and 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 and, and if you if you maybe you're skeptical now because like okay they still haven't won the league they still I mean, haven't he, you, know, you know whatever happened with Indiana at least he was in some report that right. you know, if there was an agent work or whatever you you yes. started to finally hear Ryan Silverfield's name yes you know associated with other jobs that had never been the case before that Correct. was always the thing so, you know, who's who's asking for Ryan Silverfield no you put if you do that though yeah. Then you could put yourself in a position where yeah he would be he's co- getting, he would be coveted. he's getting pulled up he'd be coveted because there just aren't enough you're stipulating he wins the league he gets the college football I'm saying playoff he makes the college football playoff is a group of five representative of course now I mean like that he would definitely be pursued I mean that there's just not enough yeah. you know good candidates in college football it'd just be obvious like oh it's like the it's Memphis they always have good coaches Norvell's at Florida State one day he was at Virginia Tech he still has not it's, won the league. It's doable. It's very doable, guys. The it, L, the it, only L is Florida State, and then you just you run it out. Uh, I would say doable is 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 a little soft. How about have to it, expectation to be the Group of Five representative? We don't know how it's going to work out with the Mountain West and everything else. Oh, okay. I thought expectation you meant winning to win the, the, the yeah. You better believe yeah, that's, that's the expectation. That's okay, it has that's to a have to. Yes. That no, you know, you're right. I don't, we don't, we don't know about, what the rest of the landscape is going to I don't think like. winning the AAC is going to get you pulled up out of here. I, I think it, that's it very, would be yep. being the, the group help. of five representative yeah. in the college football playoff that would make Ryan Zerfield attractive. And you're back to a point correct. you were with Fuente and with Norville. That is correct. Where folks are looking at you as, oh, man, that, that could be the next big thing. Correct. Just, I, you know, the idea that you could get back to that and Ryan Zerfield could, could be coveted, I suppose it's a reality that, I need to be rooting for it next am I, year. Am I, I need to be rooting for I it next year. I flipped on him. Is my wrong to flip on Silverfield? Like, I think, you know, you can't do any better right now. I mean, he's holding, especially with the retention. I didn't expect him to retain everybody in the quarterback. I thought Jimmy Chip would be out of here, you know? I'm always in favor of, uh, you know, changing your opinion based on information. I'm doing know? the John thing here. I'm changing my opinion on Ryan and that's Silverfield. That's okay. And that's okay. Today. He's still got to win a conference title. Yeah, no, that has like to happen a, next yeah, year. I mean, uh, the, you know, some things that remain the same. Yeah. He hasn't he hasn't changed my mind on that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you've said what you, the expectation should be. This is very doable. You you sort of it need needs a, to happen, yes. especially with SMU up out of here and Willie Fritz you need gone to be from one of the twelve. John keeps telling you Frank Harris gone from UTSA. There ain't no more years down there for no, him. There's nothing. And so what? what, what who? What's the expectation? It's should be, be right on top. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. On top should have you close to being that that group of five representative. And then maybe you're cooking again. Yeah. Um, you know, look, then you're getting back out there and seeing what's out there again. And the other thing is it's changed, right? I didn't mean to cut you off, John, but, like, the job has changed to a retention job. That I, I didn't expect that four years ago when the Penn State thing went down, when we lost in the Cotton Bowl. Like, the job changed to one where you're just trying to keep your dudes. Like, that's a friggin' accomplishment. Well, yeah. Like, in, in, and, for example. Well, if they're doing something. Every, every, this and the they're doing something. Like, something. I, I, this, keeping dudes that are like doing something. Like, this quarterback something. can uh, make a million dollars. This quarterback can make $2 million, million dollars next year going someplace else, and he's not. It's that's, incredible. That's, that's, right. that's, that's a, a fe- fact. That's a feather in Ryan's cap. Look, that's a Lane, fact. Lane also, Kevin, he said he was going to fix the offense, make it more explosive. I give him credit for that. He did that. He did it. And now he's got to fix the defense. 
a thousand. And he might or, have. And really, you just need to get out of the hundreds and be, you know, just, s- s- be respectable. You know, in this day and age of college football and the AAC defense, be in the fifties yep. or the sixties. That that exactly. that'd be good enough with an offense. Hundred percent, as you, good as this one should be. Just gotta, it. Look, well, we got you. Got to give the zero eight three a chance. We you know we haven't seen it in practice yet. Right. So we yeah, the lineup, line. right? Yeah, we're gonna nobody rush rushing zero on the line. I actually kind of like like that a three idea. five three. I think is what they. It was a three something. They switched it to. Yeah, oh, okay. that's it. You in, got in it. nine days, bro. Yeah. Okay. We could just do. There is no one four seven. <laughs> we could do a nine two. Oh, zero four seven. You just have like nobody in the dudes, secondary. Mm-hmm. Nine dudes and then two in the back. You know, and that, right? I think that's a. Pr- I mean, I think that has never been seen. Uh, and his linebacker made a first team All AAC. Was it Chandler? Wall. Chandler. Great wall. Uh, yes, was first team. And that he's the linebackers coach. I'm sure he had a ton to do with that. Yeah. Uh, as well. I'm look. It, it was a little little fast. Thought there could have you know we could have yeah. we could have uh, had a fill it out period. Yeah, like, well, or just or just probation. done a couple more interviews or whatever else. But I, but I'm fine with it. Again, the mission get out of the hundreds on defense. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And certainly, if if uh, the Iowa State game was any indication, seems like you can do it. Yeah, look to the point about retention. Lane Kiffin just lost Quinshawn Jun- uh, Judkins, yeah. uh, the star running back there. I mean, he's had a great portal, no doubt about that. Well, we lost some offensive linemen, lost one of them to Mississippi State. Yeah, but uh, that's, but that's the right. biggest for, for the position groups. That's the one that. Mississippi you know, State is screwed. Look, it's going to be a new They're, look offensive line. Mississippi State's retaining nobody and not recruiting anybody. Y'all got big uh, pounders, it is, though. It is. I don't know, man. Oh. Like they got Memphis's some of their scraps, but it's it's thin, bro. Like I don't feel confident at all as a Mississippi State fan. Yeah, I mean, it's what happens. What's what happens when you hire plants? You That's know? right. We got a plant in there, guys. It's you, a plant. You hire a plant, you get what you deserve. John man. called this. I saw it coming, man. Yet now it's too late. Now you're going to be on the hook for the buyout. Look how Ooh. excited Lane is that he's there. Dylan Johnson left y'all now. He's in a national championship game. And he is going to play. Did you hear that, John? Yeah, he's going to play, but he's not going to be effective. He's going to, you know, that's the thing. It's like he's he's only playing because he would not be playing if it was any other game. Yeah. There's no doubt. It's a crazy story. Go from Mike Leach's outhouse to the national championship game the next year. (sighs) Yeah, that's a, ooh, tough. And then, yeah, then Mike. Yeah. (gasps) Mike died. He passed away. He passed. He's no longer with us. Tough. Yeah. What a year for Dylan Johnson. Oh. That's I mean that's a that's a hard one. Um but sometimes you bounce up. Yeah, it's it's a uh it, it's a good time for Memphis football and uh they uh, they now have their new defensive coordinator overtures to Bill Belichick uh did land according to a source uh did resonate but he still uh as I was told by his agent has one game left to coach before he can make any decision and I res- I actually respect that. Do we check on Cardinal Lake? Who's that? The uh, who's who? Cornell Lake's the uh, yes, Iowa is. State. No, no. Uh, uh, he is the DC of your Memphis Showboats. Oh, why? Well, who did I think you were talking about? I don't know who you thought I was talking about. He has been retained by Coach DiFilippo. Filippo's bringing all the from, dudes from New Orleans. From well, except for Carnell Lake, who was so great here with this, under Todd Haley as the defensive he coordinator. He retained him, so he kept oh. Carnell Lake. Carnell been fantastic. I don't know if you saw that showboat's defense. I didn't now. get the report on so, the defense last yeah, year. You didn't bring up Carnell. John is one of those candidates that we that we that we looked at for. He ran that one ten before bringing up Jordan Hankins. Mm-hmm. Carnell Lake. Who did, who did who the heck did you think I was talking about? For? I Where did your mind go? <laughs> Carnell no Lake, idea. former Steeler. <laughs> oh, your yeah. DC for the showboats last year and now again. <laughs> is there like a get up uh, on your showboats knowledge, bro? 
I, I listen like to the Kaufman like a, show. A receiver for like a football, uh, a college football Dang, team that Carnell? I was like, Yeah, that was like, I, I mean, I, you'll have to forgive me, dude. If Come I on, might, uh, I, have, we have, I have the flu. This morning I loaded the Filippo interview. If you'd like to hear Calkins' interview with the new head coach, it's it tremendous. is on the website, 92.9ESPN.com, Odyssey, Odyssey app, too. It broke the news basically about his whole staff on Jeff's show, so you should go back and listen. Also broke down their draft, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. The strategy is all on the interview. I think they have two drafts, and tomorrow's is the draft of the former XFL guys. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, USFL and then, the, the, uh, yeah. yeah, they do or USFL open. guys. Yeah, they do yes. USFL first, and then they're doing the XFL open season. Thank you. Yeah. How about the quarterback? Who do they get? We'll see. Uh, but yes. Brady White. Uh, D.C. is uh, in the mix. It is Jordan Hankins. Next story. Uh, we have to do it. I'll leave the Cat Williams for John, but Grizzlies lost last night, 116-111. We talked to Drew Hill. Grizzlies beat right for the Daily Memphian about it uh, last hour. There ain't much to draw from it other than the fact that uh, it doesn't look good right now. You had Ja, you had Jaron, you had Bain. They all went over 20, and for the first time with the three of them doing that, uh, you lost the game. And, yes, dropped to 5-4 and four, uh, since Ja Morant's been back, 5-3 and three in games with him uh, in them. Just wasn't enough. And last night, it's not enough against a Toronto team that a couple of games ago was losing to Detroit and ending its 28-game losing streak. They've been reshuffled. Emmanuel quickly uh, having been traded over from the New York Knicks. And he was good last night, 26 points. And great for him. There's no question about it. Instead of coming off the bench for the Knicks, you are now a starter in Toronto and a guy who's you know going to be asked to go out there and take all the shots you want. Pascal Siakam, 24. Forget them. This was a team that the Grizzlies needed to beat if they were going to get things uh, turned around in a sense that uh, you're going to make this thing a, a competitive run uh, to possible playoff contention. going to be tough now. We mentioned it, uh, particularly with Drew, uh, it's this seven-game Stretch that you've got three starting out on the road at L.A., at Phoenix, at Dallas, all teams that are above you in the standings. If you can't beat the ones that you should beat behind you, how are you going to beat these? Again, you had just about all hands on deck last night except for Bismack, Biombo, and Derrick Rose. And I wish there was a, a, a rosier uh, outlook I had for you at this point, but I don't, I don't think it's time for that. It's going to be time here in a minute for some serious questions because there's a good chance that over this next seven games, you're going to be really out of it, yep. uh, particularly with who you've got on it. After the three games on the road, you got the Clippers again. We know how well they're playing. They're in fourth right now in the West. Uh, new look Knicks team. Then you've got a desperate Golden State team, and then Minnesota. You're at the halfway point at that point. Uh, it, it mess up this stretch, one and six, two and five. And we could really be talking about, okay, what are you doing for next season? I mean, that's really where we could be. Uh, and that's how serious this is. And it's frankly how, how high a level of urgency it should be for the Grizzlies right now. Uh, again, realize that's a tough uh, ask last night, second night of a back-to-back, but it was at home and a place where you've struggled against the team you should beat. And if you can't win those, how are you going to get back in this thing? So hopefully, um, you know, I know Taylor Jenkins uh, after the game was – taking the blame, saying, i got to have these guys better prepared. You had Desmond Bain defending his coach, showing, look, we're still all behind him. This is on us. He ain't running up and down the floors, and he ain't shooting the threes. But when you combine it all, uh, the missed threes, John, the poor execution, uh, the fact that you're not getting enough from the other guys, it's uh, it's not a good recipe right now for the Memphis Grizzlies. It's not fun. Team that we last two years, two seed, what are we talking about here? High expectations. Uh, we can sit here and go through the list of yep. of uh, who all's to blame and factors for it, but we all know them at this point. Um, hopefully, it, uh, it it looks better against a Lakers team that, frankly, just as desperate as you are now at seventeen and eighteen, one game below five hundred, yes. hanging on to the ten spot. So we'll yes. see. You heard what? What did you say? One and nine last yeah, time. Out of ten, nine. you've been out there against them. Mm. 
So the, that was a hard tough one. road to hoe for the Memphis Grizzlies. It was fun when we were dunking on Wimby. Uh, not so fun when you're losing to Toronto. That's right. Next story. Okay. Um, we got to talk about it because it's, it's, it's made its way to white America's desk. That's how you know this one is just a – it's a huge one. It's a big one. Club Shay Shay episode featuring Cat Williams. Mm. Um, and it is the talk of the internet. Uh, it is to the point to where people that don't even have Twitter are uh, finding out about it. And that's like, that's like the big, you know, litmus test. You know, but it, it actually makes it off of the internet into the real life, into the real world. Cat um, Williams, who, I mean, if you're familiar with his work, uh, he is not somebody that you want to be on the wrong side of because he is just as incisive as it gets. I remember he was going in on somebody. You remember that radio host in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Well, she tried to. She yeah. He man. talked about this in the interview. She 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 tricked him in terms of what what she was going to ask him about. Oh, really? There, so they, he explained he, that. He I didn't see the whole thing. He talked about it with Shannon in this interview about, about going in on her and sort of ending her career, it sounded like, that yeah, she'd been did. canceled and he everything did. else. Yeah. Because he'd said, she, he'd said that she'd laid out some parameters beforehand, what they were going to talk about and what they weren't. And then when it started, it was completely what she said they weren't going to talk about, according to him. Yeah, well, he, uh, he, he did not spare anybody, it feels like, in this interview. Let's go down the list. Ricky Smiley, oh God, Ricky, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Ricky deserved this, but I think he. Well, kinda, there's, there's no way it was in Cat Williams' contract that Ricky Smiley had to wear a dress in his next. And that movie. was the big charge. So, so that, that with that one, it, it just again, I know there was a lot of truth in what Cat Williams said, but some of the allegations thrown forward had to be jokes, man, because. What what do you? It's that's, in, that's a crazy thing to put into your contract. It's also who played uh you know who played Money Mike and who played Santa Claus. Uh-huh. Ricky had it first. The and Ricky even brought somebody on today to to verify uh, someone from from uh, that Friday movie to verify that he had had the role first. Anyway, there's a lot a lot of charges of Ricky. They they weren't some of the most damning, but yep. he he did say that Ricky plays a woman better than, better than he does a, a man. And Tyler Perry, which is right. It's so it's you know Tyler who's done the Medea thing. That's you know, a lot of what Tyler's done, a lot of people have been on it. Tough blow there from Cat. Yeah, Again, well, it's just collateral damage. We have a lot feel- more. We have a lot more to get to. That's just the beginning. Uh, Steve Harvey uh, caught some strays here. Cat uh, Williams said that he quit stand-up only after Cat called out his famous flat top as a man unit during a stand-up routine, also said that Steve Harvey stole the idea of his sitcom from, as you mentioned, Mark Curry. Hang on, Mr. Cooper. And that uh, Steve Harvey hated on Bernie Mac's transition to Hollywood because he wanted to be an actor but didn't have the chops. There are 30,000 new scripts in Hollywood every year. Not one of them asks for a country bumpkin black dude that can't talk good and look like Mr. Potato Head. There ain't none. You have to have range. So that was was him backing up over Steve Harvey. Faison Love got some. Okay, uh, he called him Fat Faison liar. Uh, so yes, uh, Faison said getting a Netflix special is easy. I have twelve specials. Guess how many he's got? Zero. Um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart caught some. This one was. Uh, I don't know what their. I don't know what their history is. You know, maybe it's because Cat said Kevin Hart got all the movies he didn't want. Like the 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 movies that Kevin Hart did hit Cat's desk first, according to him. Um, he, he says Kevin Hart is a plant. We're talking about Jeff Levy as a plant. He says Kevin Hart is a plant. In 15 years in Hollywood, no one in Hollywood has a memory of going to a sold-out Kevin Hart show. Dang. There being a line for him, him getting a standing ovation at any comedy club. 
He already had his deals when he got here. What do you think a plant is? Um, so that's what he said about Kevin Hart. Um, he went at uh, Michael Blackson. He went at Chris Tucker. He said the Chris Tucker we got now is Epstein Island Chris Tucker. Um, he went at Cedric the Entertainer. He went at all these different comedians, um, some of whom have responded, some of whom have not. But I have not uh, let you talk about this yet. What did you make of, of this so, interview? So yesterday, I, I can't remember at what point of the evening it was, but uh, my wife comes up to me and she says, "This you, you have to hear what Cat Williams is saying. And so um, once the Grizzlies were dead, um, I tuned in with my wife and we sat there and listened. And to your point, it was like, it, with Shannon Sharp, he's go, he's going after one one uh, a guy I've held up a great comedian after another. Like I like all those folks that you you just laid out there, and and sure maybe I've said some some funny things before in terms of when they've been funny or not, or 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 clowned on them is is the point I make. But these were attacks, man. And each time I'm 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 listening to him, and he and he accuses Cedric the Entertainer of stealing one of his jokes, and that's been a thing in comedy for a long time. You know, stealing a joke, but he's he's basically saying that these guys' careers, in a lot of ways, were had either rooted out of him or some decision he'd made or uh, all, all these comedy greats now, literally some of the kings of comedies with Harvey and you mentioned Cedric the Entertainer, he's just dragging down, man. And it's funny how you named them all out, they're all black. And 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 I appreciate that, man. I, I know what you're saying, you throw it over here because this part is probably the part you wouldn't say. I, I couldn't stand that part of it, this, this sort of black on black. You're just tearing them down for no reason. I realize that some of them in your life may have wronged them or may have wronged you, but what purpose does it serve? What positive energy is it in this world that you're putting out when you're, you're basically tearing them all down and calling them, all, calling them all frauds or saying you you play women better than you do a man? I mean, that's as disrespectful as it gets when you're saying that man to another man. So is it to make Shannon Sharp look good? Is it to make yourself look good or relevant that you feel like the way to lift up right now yourself is to tear down others. And I, I know that's the whole, oh, man, there's old Deacon Smith coming through. This a real bland take because most people today are picking sides. Did, did he see they, They're putting Sed's joke up to catch joke, and you're picking a side of who's right and who's wrong. And that's the sad thing about John. You and I were talking about this a little bit last night. It's sort of where it feels like we are as a society today, especially with social media and what goes viral. It's the tearing down of things. It's when we're, when we're rake, scorched earth like we came on and you said about this. Him, him, him calling these comedians essentially frauds, and this is what goes viral and makes us tick now. This is what we're all jumping into. And, and there's a part of me last night as I'm hearing him attack comedian after comedian that I've held up, and sure, maybe some of them got cons and some of them got pros, but you're ripping them all down, bro. Like you're the, ki- like you're the guy that makes the decision on passes judgment on on comedy. Yep. Cat Williams, who was who we booed down at the DeSoto Civic Center at the time that's what Landers, whatever it's called now. When when he when he basically walked off stage on us, the paying customer, it was funny. He Shannon Sharp asked him, "You ever been booed?" Almost like he'd never. You're such a king of comedy that that's probably never happened. To, and I was interested in Cat's answer because again, he had been so. I, I'm this child genius. I've, I was extreme athlete. I've done it all. And I was I was curious to see if we'd get a realistic answer because we booed him down there, and he said he had. And that and and there were moments of the interview that were super honest, and he pulled back the curtain on some of his feelings and what he had been through as a child, you know, his uh, religious upbringing and everything else. That there were things to draw out of. But I thought the tearing down all these dudes, man, you trying to help Shannon, you trying to help yourself, because in in, in tearing down 
uh, to be honest with you, a, a lot of these guys that that Black America holds up, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing for? How's that a positive for the culture? Again, going back and some of this stuff's petty. Saying it's in your contract that, uh, 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 right. uh, our man uh, uh, Ricky, Ricky Smiley, Smiley wear a dress in his next movie. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, and, and I realize with comedy, there's a line of what we can joke about, and sometimes we're we're laughing about half these things. But he just went down a hit list. He did. I thought unnecessarily, and again, it's just it. What I don't know what you call it, man, clout chasing or whatever it is, or or trying to you know the crab in a barrel mentality, but pulling down everybody else to make yourself look better. I ain't never thought that that's a good approach. Yeah, like I, I was disappointed. Well, and I, I mean, I'm a guy that like even after booing him down there and feeling like he let us down the comedy show down there. Right. Guy that still likes Cat Williams. Like right. when he still makes me, you know, not maybe not as as hard as I once did, but a guy that's always right. liked him enough to respect him. Yep. I thought he was tearing down folks for no reason. Man. I, yeah, like I think that's the part of and it. It was that, it seemed like it was all brothers. It's all black. Well, you ain't even tearing down one white comedian that I see. Like you're you're right. just going it's down like, a, of guys that I'm sure at some point you've called brother. You know what I'm saying? For sure. You're just, Tearing them all down. I don't understand I mean, like, how that's how that's positive. Like, like I, I, that, I'm just going to be honest. That's positive I energy. I don't understand the dynamics. Okay, I don't because like I don't think there's any world where Adam Sandler, for example, would go on a podcast and start saying, "Well, Louis C.K. or uh, you know uh, Dane Cook or a lot of you know what I'm saying." Like all I heard of him was holding up the white comics like George, uh, Carlin and everybody else. Some of these, uh, some of these old greats, man, right. he was holding them up, not tearing any. Uh, but I think down. it's your own people. Doesn't that come into effect at some point when when it's 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 an attack? Right. It's 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 an offensive. Yeah. It's a, it was an all out offensive. And again, you was. could you could take the the race part out of it. It's still an attack on all these on all these comedians, but. Again, I think that that's what made it so significant. It was right down a line of guys he would call certainly brothers in comedy. Is it rooted out of jealousness? You're not one of the kings of comedy. You know, y'all got beefs back and forth. I get all that, but it was um, I don't know, man. I I, I just didn't see any. Um, I, I I was disappointed in him. I, I, look, to, to say the least. Now all these guys got to answer for it. Yes. You know, it's it's ridiculous. I I I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily clout chasing. I think it's just. I think he was just being as as candid as he possibly could have been, you know. It, it, it's one thing if if the interview that you did with the uh, with the woman out of Atlanta, I believe she was that you touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. She she w- what she planned to interview you about didn't happen. She put totally put a knife in your back, asked you about things that were personal that you that apparently were supposed to be off limits, mm-hmm. and you 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 turn that around and attack her, right? Because you've been attacked. This was unprompted. This it was, was just it was, you going it, on Shay Shay. You got exactly. your oil in front of you. You're drinking with Shay. And, and it some was of an it, ambush. Just, it, it complete ambush, man. It on was. These, and not personal attacks on these guys' careers and for character. Sure. For sure. Just, yeah. and, and I think I think Cat Williams. But, th- but this is us. This is what we respond to in terms of that. In terms go of back to internet, that conversation. Yes. Internet, social media. This is what goes viral, well, what, y'all. What, what I said you know, to you last night was that if Cat Williams had gone on there and let's just take the same exact people, right? Ricky Smiley, Secretary Entertainer, Steve Harvey, etc. If he'd have gone on and he would have said the most, he would have lauded them and he would have said how great they are and he would have said how much they meant to his career and how much he appreciates them, we wouldn't be talking about this interview right then now. Then there's no news. There's no news. It would just be another interview. But because he decided to take a torch to his to to these guys' careers, right, and an attempt to take a torch to these guys' careers and and um, and emasculate them in certain ways, certainly in the case of Ricky Smiley, right, um, 
it's it's a it's a big topic. It's 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 everywhere. Um, and yeah, I it'd and be one I thing that. too if it was jokes. And right? I hate but this, that. But this crossed the line. Yeah, oh, I know. It felt it, it felt it, impossibly it personal. Yeah, it felt impossibly personal. And it probably it, it is. I think there's no. If you were just sort of trying to boil this down, there's no doubt about it. That Cat feels like he was not as successful as he should have been. Uh, that because he was not willing to do certain things, you know, this is sort of what I take from it. That other guys were willing to do, and I don't. I don't think it's about. Let's just take the Ricky Smiley, Kevin Hart thing because he used the wearing a dress thing with Kevin Hart too. It's not about emasculating yourself. It's about are you easy to work with? You know, like are you? In my opinion, like if I if, if that's the, how I interpret it, like if I ask you to do something and you're open to doing it, versus I ask you to do something and you're completely not open to doing it, I'm I'm not. I don't want to work with you. And I'll go work with somebody else. That's the way it works. Like you, there's a million, there's a million people in Hollywood to pick from. So if you're going to be, you know, ornery about it and you're not going to be open to doing it, I have to move on. And yeah. I think once you probably develop that reputation about yourself, that's how it goes, you know? This guy's easy to work with. This guy's not. And off off you go. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I just felt it was unfortunate. Um and I, and I and I and I hate that as a society, we only respond to the toxic. We only respond to the negative. We don't we don't. We just bat our eyes at anything that's positive. Like he, like bro, he could have gone there and he could have bawled his eyes out about you know Chris Tucker, man. That dude paved the way for me. I owe everything to him. La la la. And it wouldn't have generated any buzz. But because he went on there and said that this is Epstein Island, Chris Tucker, you know, it's going to get millions and millions of views. And I and I like that's a that's a that's a referendum. On us, and we're all guilty of it. Like we're talking about it, you know. My, my whole thing, if, if and, and some people are saying we're, we're taking some stuff out of context, and there's a whole story, and I get all that. We're, we can't give you the whole. It was a two-hour, forty-six-minute interview because it goes on and on and on. But 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 the point I would make is, if you've got a problem with those comedians, right, handle it man to man. Like what what's the point of doing it on the Shay Shay show? I realize you're trying to club Shay Shay. You you that's helping out Shannon, but if you've really got a problem with you, if they've crossed you in these areas, why air the dirty laundry out so publicly? Why not handle it man to man? Exactly right. With all the context necessary and everything else, just handle it there. Handle it behind the scenes with Sid. Handle it behind the scenes exactly. with Ricky Smiley. What would be the point of bringing that to the forefront? Yeah. Trying to just to embarrass him. Bring them all down. I mean, that that's my point. Handle it man to man. There's yep. there's a way to handle some of that stuff. And because again, I, I I believe that in some of these cases, I'm sure he's been crossed or they've stolen jokes from him. I don't doubt him there. I'm just saying there's a way to handle this. And he just fed the beast, man. He fed the beast, man. He 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 sacrificed the you know those dudes' well, careers. And lots, you know, it's a it's a strategic decision it, by Cat Williams as well. I mean, he's going to get a lot out of this. I mean, this dude just it's a it's a pipe bomb, bro. I mean, he's going to get so much. He's going to get publicity for this. He's probably going to get another Netflix special from this. I mean, you know, it, 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 every, every one of us is on, on some level just trying to feed the machine. And, and he did that. And, you know, others might have said, you know what, even if I do feel this way, I'm not going to take a, I'm not going to, I don't want to torch my relationships with these people. You know, there's a lot of things that any of us could say, you know, just in our dealings in, in, in Memphis media, you know. But we choose not to say them because, like, why do that? Why, why take a torch to a relationship? You know, you don't need to do that to people. Um, Cat Williams made a choice, you know, and we all we all do. I, I just thought about the situation we talked about with McAfee having some responsibility in bringing Aaron Rodgers on, letting Aaron Rodgers go crazy every week, and we saw where that went with Jimmy Kimmel and the and what you know, obviously what Aaron Rodgers 
you know, claimed about Jimmy Kimmel and Epstein. It that there ain't a ton of difference here yeah. with Shannon letting letting a little man come on and just tee off. tee off on everybody. There's there's not a ton of difference in between those. That Shannon got I mean, some. He, he tried I mean, to push back a couple times. You just letting him just tear just tear dude out, dude after dude after dude after dude down, man. On it's your show too. You're you're allowing that to happen again. I realize it. Well, it makes you the talk of the town on social media. It doesn't make it right, man. It doesn't make it right. And if if McAfee has some responsibility, man, I feel like Shannon Sharp does too. I was just calling out McAfee yesterday for you know, and he had to come out and apologize. For, for giving Aaron that platform sort of just to tee off on with some things. Again, you can't prove one way or the other. He said, she said. It's all hearsay. So I, I, I just think, you know, Shannon, too, got a little carried away and letting Cat go on about some of this stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the interview, quite a start to 2024, I would say, uh, on the Internet. And, uh, yeah, the whole, inter- whole interview is two hours and 46 minutes long, but there oh, you can find it anywhere. quite a bit of flames thrown in that one. Next story. Uh, back to sports and pro bowlers. You and I have two apiece. That ain't much. Uh, between the Raiders and Bears, we had four pro bowlers. Niners uh, had nine alone. I suppose that's, that's about right uh, for considering the way things are and the way things have gone this season. Uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, for the Niners, obviously, the season that he's had. And then Tua Tungavailoa selected as the uh, to both their first Pro Bowls, Tua on the AFC, obviously, for the San Francisco 49ers. Purdy, the first Niners quarterback to be named the Pro Bowl since Jeff Garcia back in uh, 2002. Ooh. And for Tua, it's the first Dolphins quarterback since, yes, Marino back in 95. So for those guys... Uh, and for those franchises at that position, particularly, it has been a long time. It's the first time the two starting quarterbacks are first-time picks since 99 when you had Peyton Manning and Kurt Warner uh, chosen as the selection. We said that Purdy was one of nine players picked from the 49ers who were the number one seed in the NFC, had Bosa, had uh, Jack, uh, Hargrave, uh, the fullback, Jusek, is that how you say it? Tight end George Kittle, running back Christian McCaffrey. Juszczyk. Uh Juszczyk, thank you very much, because it's spelled – just wildly. Yes. It so is. I, I'm always intimidated when I come upon. I understand name. that. I mean, it's one of our, you know, homeland. Uh, you know, is that Polish? I think it feels. It feels very Polish to me. Um, yes, it but does. that is a guess. I don't want to offend uh, uh, whoever that is. Yeah, uh, 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 check again. Fred Warner, who uh, we've talked about all season, one of those nine, and then of course Trent Williams as well. Baltimore and Dallas each had seven uh, a piece for those guys. Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, uh, these are some of the Baltimore guys that made it. My former linebacker, Roquan Smith, uh, among those Ravens that made it. For the Bears, uh, Jalen Johnson and Montez Sweat. For the Raiders, Max Crosby and... A.J. Cole. There you go. There punter. There you go. Yeah. Right there at the, by bringing up the back, Raiders lot, and Bears with two, uh, two pro bowlers apiece. Montez Sweat apparently going to lead the Bears and the uh, yeah, Commanders in, in sacks, that is which has amazing. never been done in the same season. Two yeah. clubs. Uh, but again, that ain't saying much. Yeah, uh, I saw a video from the uh, either team from the Ravens. Like they just when they let their first time guys know that was pretty cool. But, uh, they're, but they're focused on the other bowl. Is there an is there an All Star game we care about less? No, it's going to be February fourth. It's the second year for the Pro Bowl games that feature a multi day AFC versus NFC competition, includes skills events, and then a flag football game. Right. I mean, it's worse than a dunk I mean, contest. The, the only, it's worse. There, there's nothing. Oh, it's terrible. There is it's nothing 
with this Pro Bowl. Even that, I like that. I, I love the NFL. I watch anything they do. That that I is, will that, not watch. That, I, they do this as wrong as anything. I don't know how, how you fix this one. Oh, you can't. I mean, there's just you just it is what because it is. Because you've switched it to flag football. I mean, now. I assume that the only the only significance it really truly is. I'm sure these guys have Pro Bowl incentives, right? In their contracts, they get a bonus. They get a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Making the team. Not, that's what I'm saying. Do you have to have a game? Do you I, have to force this down our throats? I, I would say no. I would, you could just have the list. I would you know? say like just, just yeah, like, like just, just like award season in my in my contract like I get a bonus. I don't have to go do something stupid pageantry. Like I got to go play Madden, you know, for you know two days. I don't whatever. Just give my money, you know. Um, would you watch a fastest man competition like they used to have? Um, I would. I would do like the you if know if it was Tyreek and all the fastest guys in the they used to do that. I mean, in the yeah, NFL. but like, Daryl Green would win it every year. Yeah. I remember, I remember like the skill competition. I used to enjoy that when they were, like throw like the uh they, they had like the moving target and stuff. Yeah, they were doing that cup. I, I think they, they, they I want to say they, they still, still do. Right? Yeah, but I saw Lamar in the. I haven't watched ago. the game since Sean Taylor played in it. I mean, that's how long it's been for me. You know, yeah. they they laid the punter out. After that, they they changed <laughs> they changed everything up. Um, it's like they've tried to change something every year too, yeah. to try to generate more interest in this thing. It's but just, no, I think it's as uh, bad as they come. Even baseball, you put it behind. In terms oh, yeah. of all star games, this is the this is as as bad as they come. It it, it in absolutely terms of interest is. level. But uh, hey, congrats to all. Congrats who, on your two. Congrats to me. Yeah, Dallas gets seven. That's right. We are the home of the Cowboys, as you know. That we are. We are the home of the Cowboys. Cowboys game three o'clock Sunday here for the final week. Yeah, they far, got a lot to prove. As far as I can tell, that is the bowl that they need to worry about the most. It is such a bizarre thing to follow this Cowboys team, as I do, putting these games on the air. Because it's like, you want, they really should have lost the damn Detroit game. Let's be honest about it. Mm-hmm. That was a, That's an L in my mind. Now, I realize they won the game, but like Dan Campbell didn't give a crap about going for that thing, and he just wanted to get it over with. Well, and, I mean, they, you know, got, they converted. They you know? did. I, mean, I get they, it. I get so it. It's but, like, yeah, it was definitely stolen from them. Having said that, it's like uh, they can't win a big game. It seems like, like you know, the Dolphins lost. They won the Philly game, but it looks like Philly is uh, a bunch of imposters at this. And that point. was like after the uh, that was a brutal stretch for Philly. Right. I mean, yeah. they, they like played the Bills and the 49ers, and then it was the Cowboys. I mean, it was just a brutal yeah. stretch for them when that game took place. It's so. going to be the Niners, Baltimore, some of those teams in the in the mix here, right? Well, those are the two. I mean, if there's a, I mean, if there's a third. I'm I don't to, know who else is is there. Those are the ones I got at the top of my mind. Me on Buffalo. Uh, Chiefs, I guess. You know, Chiefs Maybe. are always going to be in the mix with Mahomes. That's about it, though. And, yeah. that's, and there's a big gap. There's a yeah. big gap. I could still, still have my Super Bowl of uh, San Francisco-Miami. Although, yeah, you, you need, yeah. obviously, if you have shifted Baltimore. Your health is there. your problem. Your Super Bowl was? Buffalo and Dallas, I think. Okay. That's what, that's what I get. It's still achievable. Did yeah. I really say that's Dallas? That's way more long shot than mine. I don't. I, I, got one, I got one of them in. San Fran's in. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. yeah. Nobody guys, is going. Dallas ain't going there and winning in an NFC championship game. You got future units on there? I got nothing. I got nothing pending. Okay. I got nothing pending on uh, on the Super Bowl. Um, but I, I just didn't. It, it, the value was just like the, yeah. the 49ers were like, uh, you know, plus 700, which is, you know, would we be amazing value compared to today. Mm-hmm. But you got to tie your money up for six months, yeah. you know, for, you know, seven to one, basically. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's not really worth it for me, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there are some people out there that probably took a hundred thousand dollars and did that, and they're it's sitting pretty. So uh, <laughs> congrats to them. All right, we'll come back. Jeff Cox is going to join us at one twenty-five. Stick around, Jason and John. I just- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Right FM, ESPN. Black Tie Movement has changed and moving in the city of Memphis. If you are about to be on the move... Call my guys at Black Tie Moving. 316-6196 is the phone number. They can help you with your move. Make sure it gets done in a quick and efficient way. Make sure that your stuff is not going to scratch up your walls. Not going to get any kind of uh, lip from your friends. You just get it done. That's what it's all about. But you got to get on that schedule. And they can do it cross town, cross country. If you're moving in, out, Whatever of the city of Memphis, call Black Tie to help you with your move. 316-6196. Black Tie moving, change and moving in the city of Memphis. Wouldn't you like to move to Caleb Williams' penthouse in L.A., Jason? Wouldn't you just love that? It's funny you brought that up. Uh, I am concerned. Because it should be easy. Everybody's saying he's Patrick Mahomes, possibly, or mm-hmm. the closest thing. That's what he plays like. And that if he was uh, in last year's draft, he would have gone number one. But he's, if you look at him, I was looking at that penthouse, man. He's already got it all. So how hungry are you if you've already been sort of crowned, I guess? You know what I'm saying? Like Patrick Mahomes had to go prove it, you know what I mean? With where he was drafted and everything else. And so you like those guys with, you know, chips on their shoulder. Yeah. And that may be cliche and it may be naive, but um, I've always liked that. And, and I just worry that. Caleb has been told forever now, the last two, three years certainly, that you know you're 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 the next best thing, the next big thing, and you just wonder is the the motivation there to put everything that you've got to put in to stay at the top, to be that guy, to live up to those expectations, is the motivation there to do so? That's, you know, and those are things that 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 organizations will be trying to find out when they when they interview him. Because, th- th- John, that's what you don't know. You know, Is this guy going to be dedicated to study? Is he going to be on the iPad, which Kyler Murray is not? You know, you don't know 
uh, uh, in a lot of cases, especially us, you know, on the outside looking in, not these NFL, uh, 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 you know, front offices that are that are trying to find the answers to these questions. We don't know what what makes him tick, and so yeah, my concern is that is that he's been crowned and told forever he's so good. Well, does is he still putting in the work to 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 stay there? That that would be my concern with Caleb Williams. I'm not worried about the fingernails or the crying after games. I think all that stuff's silly. Uh, he's clearly a winner. He's clearly skilled. Um, but is he going to put the work in? You know, when you've been handed so much so early. Yeah, I think that's that's. I mean, I think all of that is fair with Caleb. You know, I think that's all part of the equation. You know, it's like you. You know, there's just some stuff he does on the football field that's it's 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 magical. It's amazing. Like wow. And then it's like, man, you 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 you're trying to make so much out of everything that you're going to wind up, you know, throwing two picks, three picks, bad decisions here, bad decisions there. And are you going to be able to, are you going to be, you know? Well, one thing is that you're not asking him to go into a situation like Bryce Young has got this year in Carolina where your best receiver is, that's true. you know, Adam Thielen. Well, that's a like great, D- DJ that's a, Moore. Well, let's be clear, that's a great top option. Back to the, back to the point, he doesn't have anything. And yeah. back, back to the point. He's got Adam Thielen. Theoretically, you've you know you're going to have DJ Moore and possibly a top ten pick, a top ten wide receiver on the other side, and so that that's important because you're not asking Caleb Williams to go in there and be Superman. You're saying here are the weapons, just go out there and make the right reads, make the right throws, get the ball to them. Don't don't be last in the league in terms of uh, 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 over three seconds and holding on the ball. That's where we're at with Justin Fields. Let the offense work, and so. When you look at the, you know, what you'd be asking him to do, particularly, and go into a situation where you've got some weapons, you know, that 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 lowers. I think it makes it easier for him. You're not asking him to go in there and be Brett Favre with a with a bunch of uh, of of uh, receivers that like the Chiefs have. You know, what I'm saying he's he's going to have some weapons that should make things easier. That said, you know, my my concern again is, are you going to put the work in to, to 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 stay there? That's what I'd be concerned with. Yeah, there's probably. Frankly, the right move is probably to take him with what he's done, with what he's shown, with the kind of arm talent he has, the body. This is not a Bryce Young deal either where you're, you're worried about his size. The right move is probably going to be to to take him. But, again, I like Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. I like Jaden Daniels a lot. I know he's got a chip on his shoulder, you know, uh, mm-hmm. one, one of the fastest risers in the draft right now. So the Bears need to be smart and just make sure it's the, the right one. Yeah, I mean, Caleb Williams, just as important it as, is as having the right people around him once you draft that quarterback you know, having that—I was just telling another Bears fan. You know, having the right system to develop him just as important as the guy that you're picking. People uh, pointed out, like, just the hypocrisy of the entire thing, because Reggie Bush got his Heisman taken away for, you know, a thousand dollars and getting a car. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams has a Dr Pepper commercial and is living in a penthouse at USC. It's you amazing. Know? Like, it—it it actually, I thought I, it making over a million. Makes yeah. me feel sad for Reggie. You know. That he was basically ostracized. They still haven't given it back to him. Yeah, he was ostracized and and out. It, it made to be an outcast for something that in today's world is is like Tuesday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I feel really bad for it. Uh, honestly, like others, like Kelvin Sampson in Indiana, dude got uh, whacked for texting. Yeah, I mean it's just the world changes and 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 what what we thought of at the at at certain times was bad or against the rules very possibly become okay, you know, in time. You know, that's kind of crazy to consider. Um, and it speaks to the inconsistency of the NCAA. But, yeah, it was, um, you know, to the to the point about Caleb, though, I don't know if it's like 
you know, the penthouse so much as it is like there were like they, he was just so protected, you know, at USC in a way that he is not going to be protected in the league. Like he, there were several games where he did not answer, you know, for a loss. He didn't speak to the media. Like that's not the way it works, man. And then not only are you speaking to the media and to your fans, you're also speaking for, like for your team as the franchise quarterback, you know, you're answering for your team. And, and that was like, if you ask me what concerns you about Caleb Williams, that's definitely at the top of the list. It's like he didn't really take the responsibility of a leader that you would that that an NFL quarterback has to do. You know, I remember last year Trevor Lawrence after that loss to uh, after that loss to the Chiefs, he's he's standing there outside the locker room waiting for every single player to come back after the game, and he's shaking their hand and he's giving them a hug. Season's over. Like that's what you have to do in the NFL. Yeah, but that's something that can be developed too, and especially I mean, I mean, if you've got the right system around that, you. That's now, true, but again, the Bears got Luke Getzey, whoever, or, or Matt Nagy, to the point, and you had no chance of developing a quarterback with those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, those 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 leadership skills, those are things that can be helped with the right sort of system around that guy. I, I, I'm just saying, it's not a deal where if you don't have it right now, you you may you will never get it. You know, they 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 question Herbert's leadership skills. Well, look at them; they ain't won nothing. Dude, that dude is out there playing hurt. He's doing everything else. I would tell you everybody in that locker room believes Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. He's done that. I'm with you. He had, we've crowned him, and he hasn't won anything in the playoffs. That sort of thing, we put him up there with the elite. But in terms of earning the locker room's respect, you can't now tell me that Justin Herbert hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be the most coveted job because of Justin Herbert and how good he's been at the position. Yes, they haven't won anything, but you can't say it's because he's not elite. They were questioning his leadership at Oregon. Looked like he's been just fine. Looks like he's been just fine in terms of the uh, winning over a locker room in the NFL and leading men. Mm-hmm. Man, dude, I saw that dude out there playing hurt, man. You went over everybody that way. Yeah, look. Uh, he does need to win big games before we start trying to you know, put him up there with the, the best of the best. I think, I think that's, what you, that's what you tell yourself if you're drafting Caleb Williams, that it can be taught and that it can be developed, obviously, because the talent is just so incredible. You know, it is. I mean, Caleb Williams at his best is better than almost anybody yeah. in the NFL. And when he's at his worst, he is as bad as it gets in the NFL. So it be interesting to see what franchise decides to, to do it uh, and take on the challenge of Caleb Williams. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and it's a difficult thing. With oh, him. it's scary because you, you, you could think the right guy is Bryce Young, and you're missing it's C.J. Stroud that's the game changer. That's right. You could think Caleb Williams is the right guy, and, and, that's right. and it ends up that Drake May is, or Jaden Daniels is the game changer. Yep. That's, that's the other part that's so scary about all this. And, again, I, I think just as important as what you've got around that quarterback to develop him, mean, you can draft the right guy, have the wrong system, and it not work. Um, that can always be the case. And Lord knows the Bears' quarterback development history. Yep. Yeah, we've seen that over and over again. So that's – that's 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 the thing is I, I'm I, which one of them is it and you better make sure it's the right one exactly yeah. right exactly right so saw that yesterday and uh, you know as as draft season is is getting ever closer inching ever closer you know we're going to be talking a lot about Caleb Williams and you know Drake what he, May and yeah Jaden Daniels is making a push apparently to try to join them in the mm-hmm. top tier and look I mean we'll see what JJ McCarthy does uh, in the uh, in the in the final here I mean he can only you know help himself it feels like. Uh, Can Michael Penix help himself? I think he has. Yeah, I think he's definitely helped himself. I mean, if you watch that Texas game, I don't know how you look at that and don't think NFL QB. I mean, obviously, situation matters, but the way that Tua doesn't really beat you at all with his legs. No, never. never. I mean, he's kind of that. Is he not? Because that's the one thing Penix is not going to do. He's got some some Tua to him, yeah. 
trying to think of a guy who's beating you, young guy who's beating you, mostly staying in the pocket and with the arm. And and if the if the pressure's coming, getting rid of the ball, uh-huh. that's what Penix is. Tua's doing that. Yeah. You know, you don't necessarily have to have the the dynamic, uh, you know, uh, dynamic running ability right. necessarily. Yeah. You need you like to have it. Yep. I mean, even Burrow's got legs when he needs he them. He does. I mean, when Trevor he's Lawrence does. Trevor's I mean. got them. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.